3: Blog Talk Radio Bringing you
2: excellent entertainment from the king of DC media Here's the Inside Acting Radio Show
1: On, my dear listeners, on this warm July night, it is I, your host on the East Coast, the man with many a fan, the all entertaining KDOC, that's King of DC Media. Welcome to another fantabulous episode of the Inside Acting Radio Show, brought to you by DC Actors Examiner, where you will find many informative articles on the acting game. Yes, indeed, yes, indeed. You can find it by Googling. DC Actors Examiner. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. And now, tomorrow night, I will have on Wesley Inslee and Dylan Hints, And they both appeared on the new hit show on AMC-TV called Turn, about the Revolutionary War. It'll be my 4th of July special. We're going to have old Ben Franklin himself, a.k.a. impersonator Barry Stevens. It's going to be Revolutionary, folks, I, I guarantee, I guarantee, yes, indeed, yes, indeed, yes, indeed, absolutely. By the way, you should be following me on Facebook at handle forward slash William.T.Tow and Twitter forward slash Inside Under Bar Acting. Okay, I've got a couple of announcements to put out there. Have you got a film or a TV project you want to raise money for? Kickstarter. Indiegogo. I can announce it right here on the show. Did you know that? For details, you can contact me at william 400 at com. Also, let me know that uh, you actors out there, you need headshots. Look no further than Blue Artist Agency, the They offer everything from headshots, publicity, videography, and much, much more. To contact them, go to www.blue-artist.com and tell them Inside Acting sent you. So tonight, folks, we have, back by popular demand, a good friend to the show, the world's greatest extra, Jesse Heyman. Now, in case you've been living on Mars the last year and a half, Jesse is one of the most prolific character actors in the business right now. He's famous among uh, for many different roles, and his most famous role is kissing Superbar, supermodel Barbara Feli in a Super Bowl Go Daddy ad last year. Jesse Heyman is known as not only the world's greatest extra, but also that guy. He's appeared in over 75 films and commercials. You've probably seen him in the social network. Spider-Man Old School and The Big Bang Theory and commercials for Citibank and Volkswagen. And he's very, very prolific. And he was born in Boston, moved to Austin, Texas, and then to Hollywood back in 2000. Oh, man, he's worked with Tom Hanks, Seth Rogen, Zach Efron, and director Michael Bay. Now, joining Jesse tonight will be Diana Zalik Sally Koffer, producer of Jesse's soon-to-be short film, Smully the Death Watcher. Diana began her career in Washington, D.C. and New York. She produced Innocent Flesh in Los Angeles and off-Broadway. The show was nominated for two NAACP 2013 Theater Awards, and Diana has also produced several shorts and a web series, including... Q, the secret agent next door among many others so let me go ahead and bring them on in Just give me a second here bring them on in hey good evening good evening, good evening. <laughs> how are you how's everything
0: i'm uh, doing great hey. how are you
1: that's good that's good that's good thanks for, for joining me tonight uh, i think it's going to be a really great show so now jesse I want you to yes. talk a little bit about
0: what's going on
1: with Shmuley the Death Watcher.
0: Well, Shmuley the Death Watcher is this uh, great uh, short about uh, me. I play Shmuley, um, who is an, in an Orthodox Jewish family, uh, and my uncle is usually in charge of the task, but I this, on this night I get uh, tasked with watch, watching a body overnight at a mortuary uh it's uh it's jewish tradition called called uh, shomer uh who jewish tradition believes that that the soul uh stays with the body uh until it's buried uh and and stays by the coffin and stays by you know uh the body and and so someone needs to be there uh to keep the keep the soul company to protect it and uh, it's my job to do that so i get to uh uh sit in the, in the mortuary overnight and wash this body. And it sounds, you know, a little spooky, but it's, it's actually very, a very cool uh, Jewish uh, tradition and something that, that is very uh, respect, respectful uh, to the dead. Now, then there's these guys that come in, and they want to uh, bury their own bodies, so, so to speak, and I have to stop them and protect that body as well. So I end up uh, protecting many bodies and have a great time. It's a, it's a it's a dark comedy, but it's it's going to be a lot of fun. We yes, we categorize
3: it.
2: It's, it's it's basically like Home Alone um, in a mortuary. <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> where the comedy aspect of it um, comes out. And Teresa wrote um, Gallagher wrote a really great script. Um, um, With this that pays great respect to the Jewish tradition, but at the same time has that high-concept and comedy element to it.
1: Yeah, it sounds like it's like a a mix, a little bit of everything there. Because it's like, uh, I mean, you got comedy, you got Jewish tradition, you have everything kind of thrown thrown all together like that.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I actually, have you ever seen the? The movie Night Shift—it's kind of like Home Alone and Night Shift, like mixed together without the parties. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Home Alone and Night Shift. Night Shift was a great movie. I haven't seen it in like thirty-some years, but that was a great movie. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: And,
2: and Jesse gets to be the hero.
0: He's the
3: star.
0: Yeah.
2: He's our well, hero. <laughs> you don't know.
0: This is something I, I've been building up for in my career. Like I've been you know, I start with an extra and I've done bits parts in here and there and then I did, you know, the commercial which is huge for me. And now I'm starting to get leading offers, uh offers for leading roles and one of the first offers that came in for me to play a leading part was was for this for Schmoolie. And okay I, lead role. I did not even have to audition, they just offered it to me and that 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 was amazing. <laughs> yeah, That's when good. I when
2: Yeah, when Teresa um, presented the project um, to me, she was in the early phase of writing it, and I was about to leave L.A. to go to New Orleans um, to do some pre-setup for another project that I'm producing, and she told me the concept, and I said to her, you know, when you're done with it, please send it to me. Let me be the first person to read it, and I read it and fell in love with it, and immediately, you know, we both agreed um, that Jesse was our shmooly. There was just something about him, and it's like almost like that schmooly character jumped off the page um, as soon as I said, hey, what about Jesse um, for that role? And she was like, oh, my God, yes, fantastic. And so we went straight to um, his um, people and made an offer. Uh-huh. And, you know, um and we didn't even think about it back up. We were hoping that he would be available. <laughs> and um, yeah. say yes and
3: he did.
1: Yeah, yeah. Jesse looks kinda of like a smooley. I mean there's something that Smooley and Jesse <laughs> Heyman for some reason it's like I could see Smooley the equal sign and Jesse Heyman and just something when I as soon as I saw the, <laughs> well, the poster for the movie, it was like, Wow, that's like it really matches.
0: Oh well, yeah, it's, it's really an opportunity to you know, play, a, play a hero, but sort of in a different tone because all the people that I'm protecting are already dead. So you know, it's, but you know, it's it's a great it's like you know, I like a little uh, twist to the to the hero story. I, you know, it's nice to know that there's someone there to protect you after you go. You know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, somebody to watch after you. I I certainly can uh, relate to that. So uh, now, i heard we're uh, we're,
0: shoot, we're shooting at this we're shooting at this beautiful mortuary in Altadena, California. We we went there to shoot the uh, Kickstarter video. I don't I don't know if you've seen that, but it's I mean, it's just a beautiful setting, very respectful. It's a real mortuary and it's a real morgue set that they have there. I mean, it's just very eerie, but it's also very respectful and and, and just. You you see, once you walk in there, you think, well, you know, if I have to get laid to rest somewhere, this is pretty pretty nice, you know.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I didn't get a chance to actually watch the video, but I did see, like, the pictures there. It looks very, very stately, very, uh, I don't know, kind of creepy, but sort it's of, a, uh, I guess it would be creepy in a funny kind of way. It's beautiful, yeah, it's creepy Yeah, a beautiful
2: location. Um, And it's a location that's been used and shot in countless movies and um, television show. Um, um, So, and the mortuary that they have there is actually a dedicated um, set. House shot there, um, Dexter, Six Feet Under. um, So we were very, very fortunate that um, we got this location to to shoot our movie um, as well.
3: And let's close,
0: cool we'll, we'll have Superman watching over our heads while, while we're shooting.
3: <laughs> what's that? What's
0: isn't, that oh, this, yes. Doesn't the former uh, actor who played Superman uh, there? Yes, <laughs> the
2: original um, Superman from the TV show, um, George Reeves, yeah. um, is actually um, in turn there. Yeah. Um, so we have Superman watching over our superhero <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wow, I did not know that. That's a bit of trivia there, huh?
2: Yeah. yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful place. It's been around since the 1800s um and it's the same family owned and operated um facility and they're very respectful. They have a lot of soldiers actually from the Civil War who moved west and they're um buried there too. So it's it's wow. um very prestigious, um well-kept. Um, location. And it's so gorgeous. And there's so many sides of this um, location that sometimes you don't even realize that it's been used in a movie as a campus, like a college
3: campus,
2: (laughs) because it's that beautiful. Um, So, yeah, like I said, we're very fortunate that we were able to um, get this location. And as soon as our DP, um, Billstrom and our um, director, Michael Ray, um, Escamilla, as um, soon as we all drove up there for our first location shouting, um, scouting, um, they were they fell in love. And, you know, Teresa and I, as producers, like the fact that, you know, our director is happy, and he's like, oh, my God, we got to get this location. We move mountains to make sure we can get this done and get him the location that he wants.
1: Yeah, that, that could really set the mood for, for a film. I mean, the location that... Uh... Kind of, I mean it's so much better than a set i mean it, it, it's real mm-hmm. it's a practical location and it's real and it it brings that atmosphere it, it
0: it's so it's so real that we have to shoot our scenes at night because it's actually working you know mortuary they have you know we can't we can't serve their services during the day, so we have to do all our scenes at night
1: <laughs> wow, yeah, <laughs> uh, that helps you get in the mood for your for your role like yeah. that yeah
2: absolutely, yeah.
1: How long is uh, the film going to be?
2: Um, it's a short film, the preliminary film right now. Um, it's a short film and that's what our Kickstarter um, campaign is for, the short film. And w- happily we're at 120% of our Kickstarter goal. So we're so excited about that. And we still have like 17 days to go to get to a stretch goal. Um, Ultimately, um, we're going to also produce this as a feature. So we're already um, working, and Teresa's already working on developing that script towards um, Shmooley, the feature. Yeah. But we're going to use the short film sort of as that launching pad, buzz creator, um, get into some festivals, um, uh, you know, and just promote
0: the heck out of it. <laughs> So this okay. like I, this is going to be a cover franchise for me, I think.
2: <laughs> yeah, we'll have Schmooley in space next. <laughs> yeah,
1: okay. meets the
3: alien.
2: Sounds <laughs> like a little, uh, a little Ghostbusters type
1: deal or something like that. the
3: uh, anything the any
1: there? Huh?
2: <laughs> is the sky's the limit with Schmuly? Because <laughs> honestly, it's such a fun character and concept, and I think. That's why everyone is um, so excited um, by our entire um, um, crew and cast. I mean, we were able to get some pretty awesome people to um, share the screen with Jesse, because of the concept for it, um, for instance, um, Mike Kelly, who's from Mad Men and CSI, and um, Mike Mosley from um, The Proposal and 27 Dresses, and David Barrera, who's um, currently on the um, new hit show, The Bridge, and he's been on um, Grimm and CSI in um, 24, you know, all of them just love Teresa, but they also love the concept of the story because there is so much there that we can take it to another level very easily.
1: Yeah, that's that's uh, when you have a cast like that, that that really helps too. That's going to bring a lot of cachet to it. So you're saying that it's going to be a feature? What's I guess uh, what's the schedule? So it's something we can hopefully see within uh, maybe a, a full feature in like a couple of years or what?
2: That's what we're hoping for. That's what we're hoping for. That's our that's our goal. Um, to basically lay down an amazing short film which is gonna be the calling card for um Schmooly, the feature, um and then just take it from there. You know, and as long as Jesse's with us for this ride <laughs>
0: Yeah. I'm I'm aboard for for whatever.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Fantastic, fantastic. I mean, I can see some heavy And you know with,
0: uh, like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, William. When I was on uh, last, I think I was talking about my documentary.
3: Yeah. Uh, that
0: that's being made around me. They're gonna come and and shoot me while while we're shooting the short film uh, mm-hmm. in August. And I think uh, that might be close to like when we're gonna be uh, wrapping up the uh, wrapping up the filming of the documentary. We're getting very close to having a full. Uh, how about having the documentary in, in wrapped up so that, and then next year it's going to start making the rounds at festivals. Oh, okay, yeah, that's, that's
2: good. We that's feel good. Yeah, was, very fortunate. Yeah, we feel very fortunate that. Um, that the filmmakers from the documentary um, are willing to collaborate. It's like a win-win for everybody. Um, and it's going to be some amazing footage of Jesse, even some pre-production footage of mm-hmm. him, you know, preparing for the role and, um, you know, preparing with these two great stunt coordinators, um, um, you know, preparing yeah, for the I... role. And I, I have I have a couple that, of really
0: great stunts and I'm really looking forward to actually doing the stunts. <laughs>
2: yeah. And I think <laughs> that you know, it feels it feels like the um you know, that Jesse Heyman, the world um um greatest extra documentary is going to basically be like a a, a wonderful um um you know, like collaborator with this for us and we're also, excited about that film as well because mm-hmm. we got to see some of the um, like what they wanted to do with that film based also from their Kickstarter um, 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 campaign as well. So, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's something about Stunts
1: and Jesse Heyman that sort of maybe it makes me laugh for some. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't
0: know if it's going to the... You know, the stunts huh? that I'm doing are kind of like physical comedy. You know, I, I get tripped over by thing, something that you probably... You wouldn't expect me to get tripped over, and I uh, have to do a lot of carrying around. You know, in order to protect these bodies, you know, the bodies weigh something. i got to, like, protect, you know, carry them around and take them upstairs and... and uh and run around with them, and, and, and then, like, there's, you know, scenes where there's a scene where we're, like, uh, we're hiding inside coffins and, and hide, in order to hide from the, the henchmen, and so there's a lot of, just, like, really cool uh, scenes that I'm looking forward to shooting. I, I mean, I'm sure I'll, I'll get to spend for many hours just sitting in a coffin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. Which that would creep some people out, though.
0: <laughs> oh, no, I know. I, I, I probably... It would probably freak me out, but you know, I know I'm be surrounded by people that are, are supporting me, and and, and it's for a good cause, so I'll give it my best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so,
1: Diana, I heard that smoothly the the Death Watchers, funded over
2: 117
1: percent on Kickstarter. Actually, How did you help make that happen?
2: One. We're at 120 now.
1: <laughs> wow! I mean, we
2: are less than $900 away from hitting a goal of 10,000. You know, our stretch goal is 12,000, um, and we hit our main initial goal that got us funded basically within um, 17 days of the the campaign. And I have to say, it's because everyone is passionate about this project and have you know, within our own team have promoted it. Um, our associate producers, um, Corey Mishak and um Rob Nelson have, you know, just been charging forward with it. Yeah. Teresa and I. Um, and also we've been getting a lot of um supporters and um from all over the world because they love Jessie. You know, they want to see Jesse um, succeed. And even within our own um, friends and families and um, collaborators, they want to see us succeed too. So it's, it's been a wonderful ride. Um, and I've, like, you know, when you start something like this, you're always a little like, oh, my God, please let somebody donate <laughs> a dollar. Please, please, please. And our first donation was 500 <laughs> You know, we're like, yeah. yes.
3: And it yeah. just kept
2: it, yeah. um, growing and growing from there.
1: Yeah, because yeah. I, I know you have a background in, in marketing. So, I mean, what did you do anything specific to to? position this film out there? Because I'm really fascinated anytime. So, my, my, I'll talk my call with anybody that can raise that kind of money on Kickstarter, you know?
2: Thanks. Um, well, like, Teresa and I have been, like, really committed to getting this done. And, yes, I did use my marketing background to try to okay. make sure that our, our – um, Video was something quirky and fun, showed a lot of personality. You know, our DP, he's such an amazing um, cinematographer that he was able to capture all of these great moments. I mean, honestly, Bo is actually, um, he was shortlisted for um, an Academy Award um, um, for his work on a project that he did for his home country. so the, And that year, his um, FISH project is the one that was t- um, chosen to represent um, his home country. Um, so, you know, so he had a keen eye for exactly what Teresa and I wanted and needed to get out um, quickly for this video and campaign because you don't have a lot of time to get people's attention. You know, you got to just get them just a little bit of... Flavor of what to expect, and then the rest of it is the integrity of what you can explain to them about the project, what the money's for, why it's important. Um, you know your background, um, the people that are associated with it, and then after we had that laid out, um, and we had amazing um, photography from our different location scouting to give people a flavor of what our working set looks like. Um, we then basically charged and canvas. We, um, you know, for Kickstarter, that personal touch is important. You know, um, people like to feel like they're a part of what you're doing, especially those that are encouraged by you or care about you, you go to those people first, you know, and you don't make them feel like they're one of the masses. You know, so it's a lot of initial personal in the, um, um, emails, you know, and people who have been following your career um, that know that you're interested in doing, you know, really interesting projects that has yeah. you know, something to say, you know, um, and they feel like their money is going to go to something great. And, you know, of course, with I would say with Kickstarter, some people like to start with, like, a, a donation set at, you know, at a certain amount, but you can't. I, I I believe that you should have that button on there for somebody who's going to give a dollar, <laughs> you know, because most <laughs> times they're not going they're not going to give a dollar, you know. But every single dollar counts. So it's that thing of making them feel like they matter, and then we canvassed our Facebook network. Um, uh-huh. We canvassed our
0: um, people who are also can I say on right. Facebook. Can I say I think you know a lot of it probably came from just friends of mine and, and fans of mine and people that have been following me throughout my whole career and have just been like on, on board with me from the get go and just been interested in like getting me to the next stage. Everybody who's like my fans on, on Facebook or my followers on Twitter, they keep saying like, when are you going to get you know the big part? When are you going to get this? When you get to get to talk and, and have like a prominent role in something all well, this. I you know we said right out from the Kickstarter video that this this is the best opportunity I can have at having a leading role or having a uh, having a, a, a name in Hollywood that, that people remember. Besides for you know kissing Barbara Rafaeli, or besides for like you know the world's greatest extra is nice, but I, it would be nice to become just a a regular uh, name that people turn to for certain types of roles. And, and this, this right. role is great because. This role is great because it it really is i mean i I get to be Shmuley, but I also get to be me within the role yeah. you know and and i I think there's a lot of my own heart is is within Shmuley. like i i feel like i feel like when you, when you go into this into this like when we're working on the mortuary it's like it's so peaceful it's so respectful and i i feel like you know it it's nice for them to <laughs> those. The, you know, if you believe in people being there to visit themselves, like, I, I think it's, it's a great, great uh, uh, privilege for us to, to go film in this, this amazing place. And one of the yeah. great things and, and and you know, you know, about... Jeff, yeah,
1: I consider you a, a, a character actor. I really do consider you a character actor. I have another question to ask, yeah. you, but I'm going to let Diana jump in. Diana?
2: I was going to say, one of the great yeah. things about um, Jesse um, yeah. is the fact that... He is a partner in this. You know, sometimes you get um, actors um, who are at a, you know a certain point of their career or trying to jumpstart their career to the next level. They kind of do that sit and wait. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like that, that sit and wait. You do all the work, you know, and then they they and they're like, oh, whatever. It's like, oh, I'll be there when you're ready for me to. And Jesse from day one has basically jumped in full force and even in some of the areas of crewing up, you know, like um, people Uh that he's worked with before and he knows and, you know, we're all like on this career trajectory with ourselves, so he's like, oh, what about, you know, let's crew up with this person you know, for set design and um, costuming and so forth. So it's it's been a collaborative effort. And I think also because he takes that focus in his career, those are the people, the hard workers are the ones that make it. You know, the hard workers like the Brad Pitts and the
3: um,
2: Mark Wahlberg, you That's know, Shiger, really, yeah. those types of producers. <laughs> but seriously, and the Zach Braff. You know, those are the ones that make it because they're not waiting for an opportunity. They're making it and creating it themselves. And in this case, we had created an opportunity for him, but he's as much of a creator in this opportunity as we are. And so we're very fortunate for that. Well said. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> it's and true. So now, just the question <laughs> yes. I
2: was going to ask you is, uh,
1: growing up in Boston and just uh, from your personal experience, what what's some – personal experiences and, 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 mem and remem and memorances that you have, what, what, uh, among those have mm-hmm. you brought to this character?
0: Well, I mean, uh, we, I think we've all dealt with, uh, uh, you know, so losing someone in your family. I, I recently lost a grandfather, uh, That's you know, and, and oh, it was right, You know, it, it's, you know, it was just, you know, it's part of life. Uh, yeah, he's in a he's in a better place now, you know. Uh, but but you know, it, it, I just it, really I just went through uh, like going to the cemetery and 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 everybody showing up in like the nice you know black suits and 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 going to a ceremony and then like we all go have a have a dinner, you know. And it's like I I was thinking like you know if you know why why was he you know chosen to be um, laid to rest like in a cemetery rather than like a mausoleum or like one of mortuary like, like we're filming at but but it it's also, you know, it's it's you know, my, my personal experience of dealing with, you know, um loss. I've had I I've had a few uh losses in my life. I, I have had an ex roommate of mine, uh a couple years ago, uh he passed away suddenly and Uh, So, I mean, I've I've dealt with, you know, a lot of, you know, personal just just grief and and sadness. And it's nice to know that uh, there's places and there's these traditions in place that makes sure that the souls feel loved even if you're not there. Like there's someone there watching them, you know, all uh, overnight, you know, and um, just, you know, I don't know from Boston, but just you know, I, you know my uh, traditions of going up, at, you know, in a Jewish family, you know, or going to uh, you know temple or going to uh, you know going to synagogue, or going to uh, Sunday school, and the traditions, and uh, you know, just you know, the, going to people's bar mitzvahs, and uh, just you know, the whole tradition of just Hanukkah and. Uh, I have to learn, the, relearn some Hebrew for this part because there's these prayers that I need to do uh, within the script, and like, I, well, they're gonna provide a uh, uh, an advisor for me so I uh, can get it right because I want to make sure I get it right that I'm, I'm not doing anything disrespectful to the Jewish tradition or to the uh, the religion that we're that, that I'm working on, we're, we're portraying in this film, um, you know, and like even. During the, the trailer, I was wearing uh some t- t- traditional uh, orthodox uh clothing, and we got like comments saying that like i was I was wearing it wrong, so I like want to make sure that we get all that right,
1: you know yeah a lot of rules yeah. there, yeah
2: uh-huh, yeah, yeah, we have a religious advisor, Joshua depe um and he has been working with Teresa um from the very beginning um in regards to Shm- Shmuley's role, and, um, you know, he's going to get a chance to um, work um, Jesse, and he's the one who provided us with the um, religious, um, 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 the Jewish garb, um, the yarmulke, and also the tassels um, that, um, that's part of Shmuley's costume, because we want to make sure we get everything, the little details um, right. And um, and so Josh has been with us from the very beginning as well.
1: Yeah, that's that's good to have that accuracy. So you know, Jesse, seem like you uh, you got a kind of a, a, a death scene going on there because uh, I saw on IMDb you did something called uh, obituaries.
0: <laughs> yes, uh, obituaries was a was another short film I did. Um, it was a. a uh u c l a student film um, okay uh, directed by a director named ryan moody uh, It was produced by James Franco and James Franco is actually the narrator in it uh and I play a victim at a of a school shooting which is kind of dark oh, no. uh and well i mean it's it's you know it's it's very uh, poignant type of film it's like a a monologue of this guy who's like re- like Talking about all these these kids and like who they were, what 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 their lives were before this moment, uh, even the killer himself, and like all you know, just, and how like you know we're so uh, kind of take it all for granted now because we like these things happen so so often now, and uh, it's it's a very you know uh, moving uh, but makes you think type of type of uh, a dark story, uh, not really of a there's not a lot there but it's it's very it's very uh thought provoking and they we did a real good job with it. Uh I recently got to see it and it was very well done and it's very uh it it's also gonna get uh taken around to festivals, you know, a lot of uh, young actors, young, young directors, you know, and you don't know uh exactly what what to expect from them but it's always nice to uh to learn to see them in action and see what they can do and what they can make, and they're going to be like you know the next up and coming stars. These kids from UCLA and you know USC and they they got the uh, you know they're, they're so close to the industry here, so they're, they'll, they'll jump right into it. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, you know Jesse, I,
1: I'm ready to see you. With I mean, there's names out there. I mean, there's James Franco. I mean, there's Rogan. There's uh, Jonah Hill. There's uh-huh. Michael Sarah, Duke Clark. Right. I mean, we gotta get you. I got. I'm just waiting to see Jesse Heyman and one of the and uh, film with one of those guys.
0: Well, you know, that's what I'm. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that that Shmuley is something that's going to help to brand me as an as an actor. Yeah. You know, put put my name out there. Put my what how I am out there, and then they're gonna like the like Teresa and um, Danny here. They're gonna start writing the roles for me. You know, writing. So Characters are probably already written. They just haven't found me yet. And this is the type of project that will bring me to them uh, on a silver platter <laughs> or a silver screen, at least. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: you will be our muse. You know, um, this is something also about our writer-producer, um, Teresa Gallagher. Um,
3: uh-huh. You know,
2: she, she's a working actress from both... New York and LA, um and she's been, you know, and rated as LA's her play, um, um, Feeding the Monkey was rated um as one of LA's top, top ten best plays the year that it was produced. Um and so she has I, I, I think honestly, um with Jessie I think she's found her her muse. <laughs> so you know, I, something tells me you know, from your ear from your mouth to God's ears like you know, this collaboration is only just beginning. Um yeah. and I mean Teresa is I mean, her stuff is really funny and topical and social. Um um, and she even, like, you know, part of that whole um, dark comedy thing, she was one of the series regulars on on the old soap opera um, passions. You know, that soap opera had a very um, um, huge cult following. Um, so she's good at what she does.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it. And it, uh, it it's funny, we said, just, just as a, a, a muse. I mean that news. I mean that's uh, (laughs) that's that's uh, yeah. I like that. I like that idea.
0: (laughs) Oh, I need someone like that. I need you know if if Judd Apatow is going to start calling me yet, so I need someone like Teresa to start like you know sending me out there in any role that that she sees that I'm fit for. You know. And those are usually the best ones. Those are usually the star-making
2: roles, the ones where you couldn't imagine any other actor doing it or it was written specifically for an actor, you know. um,
3: Right.
2: You know, speaking of Judd Apatow, you know, like, his comedy mafia group, you know, like, they are on par. And you couldn't imagine anybody else in those roles, you know. Like, I mean, Seth Rogen, you know, his career... Got made from, um, um, knocked up, uh, you know, right. and also, um, oh god, I'm I, I can't think of the Asian actor right now, but who who played the doctor in Knocked Up? I mean, look at where his career has gone, um, with the Hangover movies and so forth. So it's right. very possible.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then uh, I think Town himself, he was a comedian. And he used to room with uh, the comedian. What's the other guy? Um, ah, his name escapes me. But uh, he was a comedian on the road for many, many years. And he just started writing. And he had Freaks and Geeks. And then he had,
3: uh, mm-hmm. I say,
1: you know, he had uh, a forty-year-old version. Yeah, I, I, I often there. wonder
0: if I, if I, I under, often wonder if I had come out to L.A. a couple of years earlier than when I did, if I would have been able to get into Freaks and Geeks, like. That might have been, you know, something that I, I just missed something like that. But, you know, it's it's all right. I, I'm making my own my own name, you know, making I've made made my own way into into the stardom. <laughs> mhm. Yeah,
2: it's like almost like that old spiritual saying, that which is for you will not pass by you. So your your time is here. Your time is perfect, uh-huh. Jesse.
0: <laughs> my time is now, yes. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yes. Yeah, Yeah, I, I believe that. I definitely believe that. It uh and sometimes you just gotta blaze your own trail. It's not about necessarily latching onto a coattail. Sometimes it's just you have your own path, your own that God has put there absolutely, for you. you gotta, uh, yeah. You just gotta you just gotta blaze that trail. Yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I um I'm I got my uh got, got my uh, uh chops on and ready to go
1: Blazing through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, just I'm looking at, uh, I mean, just look at your career, the last year and a half since the Super Bowl ad I mean, you seem like you're kissing everybody. I even see a picture on here on uh, you were kissing Jay Leno. I mean, oh, yeah. it's funny. My, yeah, my wife said she wants to kiss you. I think she has a crush. I mean,
0: <laughs> <laughs> what's the next
1: time? He's a great gonna,
3: kisser. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what's the next time we're going to see you kiss a supermodel?
0: Well, I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't have, you know, it's not something you always plan uh, from the get-go. I just, you know, I don't know, uh, you know, maybe uh, someone else will come up with a commercial where I could do that. Because I've kind of uh, been kind of shy, not shying away, but, you know, I had this, like, Roland uh, media tour after the GoDaddy. I've kind of, I would have burnt out from all the interviews and all the fun that I was having, but it's, you well know, probably uh soon and probably I don't know who will be, but you know, I'm sure you know, pretty soon I'll they'll see me on some uh paparazzi or something caught picture of some some supermodel, but I don't know, what I hopefully one of these days they'll consider that I'm the supermodel that someone else is kissing,
3: you know? i <laughs> <laughs> I'll be I'll the, the you...
0: superstar kissing somebody. You
1: know? <laughs> right. And you know, it's funny because you, you, you do a role like that and it's sort of like you don't want to be this one trick Tony. I mean, you get into this thing where there was a guy I got, I can't remember his name. There was a guy years ago. His whole his whole stick was you could I you know, talk a million miles an hour. you know,
0: like, it was
1: like he would you would you know like yeah, a friend yeah, yeah. at the, the end guy, of yeah. the day. The,
0: the guy, guy from the you mean the guy FedEx from the like mi- the micro machines ad and the uh, guy who could do the those New York New York uh, advertisements, right? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah and that he guy. used to do the yeah. car yeah, yeah, commercials yeah,
0: yeah. where he would give you all of the details about the car really really
2: fast. Yeah, yeah, right.
1: right, yeah. So I mean, you could get. I mean, it's a living, but I mean, it's it is what it is. It is what it is, and it's it's, it's working is better than not working. But you know, hey. You don't wanna be type. Half.
0: Well, but it is it's not bad for me to be typecast Type because um I'm I get then I get to plead me all the time. Well that's
3: true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See? Lemons, <That's> lemonade. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what you gotta do. That's what you gotta do. You gotta you gotta roll with the punches, you know, you gotta all the well, That's true. You pay your pay your dues and, you know, say Mr. and Mrs and respect People you're working with, and know that you're, you're not the only one getting up at 6 a.m. to go go to work that day. You know everyone that's on the crew has got their own agendas, but we're all going towards the same goal of making a successful project. And I think surely it's going to be a really successful project, and I think it's going to lead to bigger success for all of us in the future.
1: Absolutely, real talk, real talk. So now Jesse- what, what advice would you have for performers out there who want to follow their dreams?
0: I mean, just do it. Like, I, I, it sounds corny, but, I mean, if you have a dream and you, you want them to see it through, you, you, it's all up to you and your, what it takes to, to get that done. I, I have a friend on Facebook, and she wants to be an opera singer, and I'm telling her she's got to go find auditions and do everything she can to say she wants to do it and wait and for someone to, you know, she can post her videos on YouTube, but, you know, it, it, everybody is doing that. You've got to put yourself out there and really take a chance at, at what you want to go after, do everything possible. Nothing is out of reach as long as you, you go for it.
1: Yeah, you, you have to have action. I mean, uh, nothing moves until, nothing happens until something moves, really. You know that's that's
0: yeah, kind of absolutely. The way I, see it. I mean, you know, it, it's really silly. Like you know, my career, I started off like from the very bottom. You know, I started off doing extra work, which to, for a lot of actors is is not. You know, to the to, to Brad Pitts and the, the the Tom Cruise of the world. That's you know, we're, we're nothing to them. But but except, I mean, you know, they they we matter to them in, in, when they're in the shots with us. But when when they get to go home early, we have to stay there for like another three or four hours, you know, picking up the shots. So I mean, it, it, it's uh, it's the bottom rung of the, of the industry, and I'm I'm starting to get like higher and higher up in the ladder. You know, one of these days I'm gonna get to a point where I may be afraid of heights or it may be, uh, you know, I've got to have the confidence to keep going. You know, you know it's uh, and so the same thing goes with anybody for any career. You know, whatever it is you wanna do, if you know, you, know, you wanna be a, be an astronaut, you know, go 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 to space camp. It's sounds silly, but that's that's
1: basically go. <laughs> to you know, right. Go ahead. No then. Go ahead. Is that <laughs> it? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> After you, sir. It <laughs> <laughs> happens sometimes. It's okay, it happens, it happens. We just keep rolling folks. <laughs> we just keep rolling. Okay, Diana, so uh, what, how would you answer that question?
2: Um, I would answer it, like, if you want to do something, find a way to do it. If you want to write, write. I get that question a lot. People are like, oh, how do I write um, a, a, a script? And I say, write a script. You know, don't worry about the mechanics. Get the story out. Um, do it. If you want to, like, whatever your dreams are, because – we are a world of dreamers, you know. Sometimes yeah. you see that person who's working behind the, the, um, the glass at the bank, or you know, um, at the supermarket. You know, some of them might be like very happy and satisfied with, you know, that job. But there are some people also that are like, oh, I wish I had done this, or I wish I had done that. Um, just do it. That's why there's so many doctors doing community theater, <laughs> you know, because they want to. Act or they want to write. I, I say just go for it. Just um, it's, it's there for a reason, and if you might be denying the world something fantastic or someone fantastic, and the hardest part about it is that first time you do it. You know that first time you stand in line for an open call. You know you're all excited from the buzz of the people that are around you, but when you get into that room with the yeah. casting directors, you might get nervous, but that's okay because guess what? You did it, you know, you did it. That's and right. then the other thing, too, is once you've done it, you've done that moment, let it go and find yeah. the next one.
0: Yeah, and, you I, and I, would, I, would, yeah. I would ask, uh, she was talking about getting in the room, and I think, I, I've been told this by many uh, uh, acting teachers, and I, I see it as truth you want to not, when you go into like an audition room and you want to, you want to book the room. You don't want to book the part. I mean, it'd be great to book the part, but you want to book the room, which means you want them to keep bringing it back for right.
3: as Absolutely. much as as
0: much as it, you know, and, and as long as they keep bringing it back, eventually they're going to write a role or they're going to find a role that's for you and only you. And, and, and it'll be a snap and you'll get it. And, and, uh, I, I'm someone who I don't believe that karma exists in this, in this business. I, I'm not sure that karma is a real thing. I think people that believe in stuff like karma and stuff, I mean, it, it's a nice idea, but they're kind of just waiting for things to happen. They have to make it happen for themselves. Exactly. Yeah. And the good thing about yeah. Jesse you mentioning booking
1: the room. You have to book the room. The room. room. I, I think that's true. Now, Diane, I want you to expand on uh, writing. So I know you're a writer. So what are you writing right now?
2: I am writing I'm um I've actually finished writing a feature film that um we're going to be setting up to shoot hopefully out of um, New Orleans it's called Foo a few, a love story in reverse um and it's another one of those dynamic co- cross cultural stories between an African American woman and a Chinese firefighter hello <laughs> talk about setting up the comedy there um but um yeah it's, it's <laughs> and so far, you know um i've had like um quite a few people say you know you 're two years ahead of that curve because you know there are a lot of there 's a lot going on right now between Hollywood and China, and a lot of it also is that they 're looking for stories, not just the big car chase and sequels, but they're looking for really good romantic comedies and family dramas, so I feel, you know, very fortunate that this film will fill that, that
0: gap.
3: Absolutely. You know, what, you know what's Absolutely. funny about
0: you, you're filming a lot of your projects in New Orleans, and uh, what's funny is like one of the guys, uh, when I first started as an extra, I was I, my first stop was to stop at Central Casting and sign up for, at Central Casting. And one of the guys that was at Central Casting, his name was Adam, uh, he was one who put me in, like, Big Bang Theory and a bunch of other shows. Uh, he just recently moved to New Orleans to start, open the Central Casting New Orleans. Well, I bet mm-hmm. you, you're going to be, like, getting extras from New Orleans from from him. And it's just a, just a circle of life It's like, you know, a small yeah. a small low visit and that kind of thing you know and, and if anyone is on uh, 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 listening to this 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 uh, podcast this blog in new orleans and you want to be an extra you want to do what i do just go sign up with adam at, at, at Central casting new orleans and he'll, he'll he'll get you started and that's all that it takes just, just sign up that's for right. it and shout you can, out to adam and in new orleans
3: <laughs> that's right
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So now, Jesse, you were ranked third on a list of uh, an IMDb, a list of famous character actors. I think the first guy, James. I Lee think Bourne, I was six. I'm sorry.
3: Six? Okay, <laughs> well, I was looking tonight. You ranked... were like
1: third, James Cromwell, oh, wow. and then and then you were after, right after James Cromwell. It's like yeah. wow. wow. So like, are you content being just a character actor, or do you see yourself? One day yeah. being a movie star.
0: No, I, I mean it, it it's a great honor to be called a character actor. That list I think is based on like one person's uh one person's ranking or one one person like someone is young. Uh okay. I mean I'm very okay. flattered to be on, I'm flattered to be on the list, but like there's yeah. people on the list to, under, under me like William H Macy and Seymour Hoffman and Paul Giamatti who I consider you know way above me, way way above my pay scale and, and I mean, right. but it'd be, it, it's it's an honor to be grouped in, in with them. I mean, it'd be great. I could, you know, any of those, you know, is you know besides, you know, Mr. Hoffman, rest of, God rest his soul, but, uh, you know, uh, that I could play the, his, his kid, you know, like Paul is kid or William H. Reese's kid or something, you know, and that would be an, a great role for me. But, you know, I, I don't feel like um, I'm on their plane yet, but I, there's definitely some actors in there that I think, you know, I'm definitely – Approaching their their fame, uh, you know, and and it's, it's a great it's great, and I I'm glad to be grouped in as a character actor. You know, that's something that that you have to uh, accept and and be proud of is that you are you know if you're you're chubby or if you're um, a little you know uh, nerdy or you know different character look that you you know a different look than the leading men you're going to be grouped in this category and, and it's a great category to dart because you know who you know who wins uh supporting actor nominations and, and Oscars? The the character actor most likely is is, is
3: Right. And like nine uh,
0: times out of ten that's that's who they give the awards to. So, I mean, that's a great honor to get and it would be amazing to be recognized as that, you
1: know? Yeah, no matter how big the superstar is, you couldn't have it's like Michael Jordan and Pippen and uh I mean, you look at LeBron and his, his his supporting cast. I mean, you have to have those character actors around you that, I mean, the Greg Kneers and but, these guys that can
0: kind of bring you're, it home. And just because yeah. you're a character actor doesn't mean you won't be a leading actor. Look at Liz McCarthy. She's rising, the, you know, she's mm-hmm. got her, like, movies every, almost every weekend. She's like, she's got a movie coming out, you know, and she's like, got, you know, and she's got, this great per- big personality, and, and that's what, you know, draws the box office, and, you know, that's, it would be great just to, like, to, to have her type of uh, drawing ability, you know, and Jonah Hill, I used to, I used to, in my, in my own per- mind, have, like, a, a a secret rivalry with Jonah Hill, because we have, like, kind of the same look, and we have the same initials, And uh, but, you know, it, he's kind of, he kind of plays, you know, kind of not the nicest of characters, so I'm kind of, a, I'm always sweet, and always, i'm also always you know caring and but you know i I can't fault him he's you know he's got multiple multiple million dollars to his credit at box office and you know he, he's a great guy and i'd love to work with him too you know so i i'm just yeah i'm just i'm just happy to be grouped along with everybody you know i'm just you know if any if people want to put me on a list and too i'm one of the greatest that's, i mean i that's beyond words i, I thank them for their support and, and just you know, it, it, I definitely enjoy it,
1: you know. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm going to switch back to Diana. So, Diana, lately, what do you like better, producing or acting?
2: Um, Actually, I love producing. I'll be honest, Um, because there's something about being able to take something from its rawest form. And I know this sounds like a... a Romantic and cliche to say, but to take it from its rawest form and to see it go beyond and putting the crew together and you know mm-hmm. having the opportunity to work with people like Michael Ray Escamilla, you know, I mean, because he's won like international film festival awards um, for his projects and so forth, you know, to be able to work with people like that um, is pretty cool and. In, in some ways, as a producer and a writer, you kind of get to be all the characters. <laughs> like, you're, you're those characters first before you brought in the the actors um, to audition um, for the part. Um, and I'm sure Teresa would probably say the same thing. Um, I, honestly, I loved my time acting. I got a deep love for acting in the theater, you know, from... Because I graduated from the Duke Ellington School of the Arts in D.C.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, in D.C.? And, right
2: there in D.C.? <laughs> yes, right there in D.C. <laughs> in Georgetown. Um, um, and Ellington, you know, it was like a great um, training ground, and you got that um, work ethic for the theater, and you take that theater work ethic and you put it towards film and television, no matter what you're doing. And at Ellington, what was great about the education there is that we had to do everything, you know, writing, um, producing. um, You know, we had um, director's labs. Um, You know, in, in a production, you could be on stage to start the product. in one production. In the next production, you're the guy running back and forth from backstage running and mm-hmm. also have to run and make sure you're there to lift the curtains. <laughs> you know, it's like, so you've got a chance to do everything and because of that, I think that's why I'm finding producing so exhilarating um, and, you know, me, being able to do projects here in Los Angeles, in New York, in um, Louisiana, it's something different and I think also for most people, when they think of the entertainment business, they do automatically Think of that star making thing being front and center um, on screen, but there are a lot of amazing careers that are on the other side of it too, and um you know as a a, a black woman, like you know being able to have opportunity to tell so many multifaceted stories you know about a, a orthodox Jewish teenager you know, about um, a social drama um, with innocent flesh about, you know, young girls and sex trafficking, um, a romantic comedy about two unlikely people that would never, you know, get together. Um, And I I, I think there is um, something on the producing side that is also kind of maternal because you're taking it from like I said, from the very uh, uh, initial core of everything and just expanding it. And then there comes a time that you just got to let it go and just let it be. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. And we're going to touch a little bit more on that in a little bit. But I got to – before I do that, though, Diane, i, I got to get back to Jesse. Now, word on the street is you play a character named – get ready for this – Spark Swartz. Man, I love that name. Who? Who is who – is, Fox Swartz. I'm not sure. What are you talking about? I don't know. I, no, I, I don't know anything
0: about that.
1: Huh. Okay. Well, I guess the word on the street was wrong. All right. <laughs> <laughs> now, what about when what's going on with uh, Sober Campaign? Which one? Sober Campaign. Sober Campaign.
0: Sober Campaign. I don't.
3: I don't. I'm do
0: telling is it on my MDV? I, I don't know. I, I you know. Uh, yes,
1: yeah. Well, I won't hold it against you. You're pretty busy.
0: <laughs>
1: I guess I'm. I'm owing. I'm owing two folks on that one.
0: Okay, think, okay then. Anyway, uh, if we go back to Shoes, I think gumshoes is a project uh, that I was offered. That I, that's still we was still talking about it, but I think it's a film in New York where. Oh okay. Uh, I think I play like uh like someone who's like assisting someone in like uh in, I think it's a, a detective story that I'm maybe gonna shoot in September but we haven't I haven't heard anything more about that yet. Oh, okay. Uh there's there's that's a couple fair, huh? you know, there's a, there's a couple of projects that are on my end that uh they you know they help like projects like to attach start names to projects to help
3: them get Night, funding. Exactly. I think, yeah. I think that's the thing.
0: I, yeah, they're just using my name. I don't. I don't know uh, <laughs> if if any of them are going to get made. Or I don't know. You know, there's some going through veins that, that are not kickstarters to try to get funding. So uh, oh, okay. Not, I I don't know if like some of these projects that are on there. I don't know if I'm going to actually ever see the right, actor really yeah. the script in my hand. You know, but uh, but it's but it's great. You know, it's so great that they want to attach my my name as someone to. to have in their their film to be considered so
1: they can get it made, you know. Yeah, well, Jesse, your star star is rising. What can I tell you? What can I tell you? So, Diana, I want to jump back to you. Tell me about Ten Men on the Field.
3: Uh,
2: (laughs) Ten Men on the Field, Um, it was a project that actually, ironically enough, it was like my last, Project um, as an actor um, uh, a couple of years ago, um, uh, a friend of mine, Isabella Cascarano, who's an amazing um, Spanish um, actress. She does work both here in the U.S. Um, she does in Spain. She does in Venezuela. Um, she's just an amazing actress. Um, and a friend of hers wrote the the project, basically about where baseball was heading. And um, and it's basically all of the baseball owners um, um, sort of like manipulating um, the game from behind the scenes from the boardroom, um, and so they're calling the shots. But it's actually their assistants um, who are the real like um, 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 how, how do I? They're almost like they Their assistants who are really you know putting a charge of, like, and making sure that everything's done. And so that was one of those instances, like Jesse, where the role was offered to me. um, And I was like, okay, I'll do it. And it was really um, interesting. And my guy, my, was from New York, so therefore I made the character choice that New York rules. (laughs) Anything (laughs) New York wants, that's what happens. And you know, and I just basically um empowered my character with right. that that standpoint. Um, and it was a fantastic sh- um shoot. And we actually got to shoot out at um one of the training. Facilities. Um, I believe it was either for the Dodgers or the A's. I, I I can't remember which California team it was, but we got to go um, and shoot at their training facility, which was really awesome.
1: Wow. that's that's fantastic. So Jesse, now I've always wondered. This is a hypothetical. I'm going to throw a hypothetical at you. So that if okay. you had stayed, if you had stayed on the East Coast. How would your showbiz career have been different?
0: Well, when I was on the East Coast, uh, I was not even. I, I mean, the last time I lived on the East Coast, I was like eleven. I was like uh, eleven years old, so <laughs> I don't think it was even. I don't think it was even in my mind yet. I, I think was a kid, but but you know oh, okay. if I you know if I decided to maybe uh, go to New York instead of L A, uh, maybe I would. You know, I don't know if I would be. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if it, how much. Uh, if it, it was, you know, nowadays, you know, there's a lot of work in New York. Lots of yep. shows are filming in New York, but when I when I first started, I don't know if there was that many shows that were filming in New York exclusively. You know, maybe I could have gotten like extra work on like a soap opera or like or um, you know started. Maybe I would have gotten like a, a writing gig on some show, or I don't know. I, you know, it, it's it would have been. To, Probably completely different. I probably would have started in a whole other, um, a whole other uh, venue. But you know, it's okay because I I I feel like you know uh, things are meant to happen uh, in in life as they are. You know, uh, life corrects itself. So even if I had maybe started in New York, maybe I would have realized you know maybe it's better for me to go to L.A. So I think I would have right. eventually come out here anyways. You know, I think. I think, you know, I mean, it, it it's kind of cliche for everyone to come to LA to to get get started in this career, but it's really the best place to start, you know, it's really the best uh basis for, you know, there's so much here uh acting classes and uh training and um all these different opportunities you can do, you know, short films like this or you can do like plays or you can do uh you can do take improv comedy uh and become a tr- part of a troop. Or you can do stand-up comedy. I mean, there's so many. You know, willing to be a mime. I mean, you, there's so many. There's so many different aspects of with the best, all which can help you uh, get get your career started. I feel like, uh, you know,
3: no matter where I
0: started my career, I probably would have ended up here anyways.
1: Hmm. Yeah, because I know you spent a little while in uh, Austin too.
0: Yes. Well, and, and Austin is a great town for filmmaking as well, and, you know, that, that's a, another place where I probably, you know, if I had stayed in Austin, I stayed in Texas, I probably could have found some sort of success uh, within this industry, but not as much as, you know, I probably would have had to become a writer, and a, which is not, which is what I wanted to actually originally to become as a writer, and I wanted to become a, I've, I've been some writing myself, I actually have a, myself, me and a friend, uh, we just wrote and finished our, a script uh, called The Face that so we're trying to get. We're going to start to try to get that made, too. So, I um, mean, we have lots of, I have lots of things in the works.
1: <laughs> oh, good. That's good. We'll touch on that in a minute, but i got to, before we get okay. off this phone, I've got to, to ask, uh, Diana, uh, you were, uh, the word on the street is you were on All My Children. How did you book that gig?
3: <laughs> um,
1: <laughs>
2: nepotism. <laughs>
1: oh, okay. Nepotism. All right. Tell. Do tell. Do tell.
2: Um. <laughs> um. My um uh, family has an association uh, with, um with Susan Lucci at the time, and I was in New York um, going to school, and basically because. I, you know, I, like I said, I, I went to Johnson School of the Arts, and I was a, I graduated a theater major, um, but my um, brainiac side basically decided for college I would go into marketing and get a, okay. a, a marketing degree rather than, you know, studying theater in in, in college. Um, and so basically um, that's you know, why I was in New York um, initially was for um, college. and But at the same time, when you're an artist, you want opportunities. You want to create. And I was doing small plays um, all over um, New York and um, off, 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 way off Broadway. <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, so off, you're all the way down in Battery Park, you know, type of stuff. Um, but um, but at the same time, you know, th- thankfully, you know, with family friends, they also knew, like, you know, sometimes it is a little bit of if someone's there and can give you a helping hand, you know, um, you, um. when you have special people in your life, they're willing to do that. I remember a quote um, I read one time from... I, um, Denzel Washington, where someone asked about, you know, would he give his kids the same opportunities, you know, if he had a chance, you know, to give them a helping hand. And he said, of course I would give my, you know, I'm willing to give somebody else kid a helping hand. Of course I would give my own kid a, a helping hand too. And I'm just grateful um, that um, Susan was, Willing to help me along because that was my first um, um, acting credit on television, um, and it got me into AFTRA, and from there, yeah. you know, parlayed into other um, um, parts and roles, and then eventually, you know, um, got me into SAG, um, um, you know, from doing movies and um, other television shows. So yay, shout out Thank you Susan Lucci <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> And that's the okay. other thing too
2: If you know somebody Don't be afraid to ask You know, you ask about You said something about people You know, going, involved, going after their dreams Don't be afraid to ask Because don't be afraid of that no Because there's a 50-50% chance That you won't get a no You'll get a yes And if you get a no Keep asking It's not the end of the world. No, it just means no doesn't mean never. It just means not right now. So keep going, keep going. You can't be
1: defeated by rejection. We got to keep it. Yeah, keep it moving, folks. Got to keep it, keep it moving.
3: Uh And
2: also know that I had to audition for that part. You know, um, that was a door that was open for me, but I had to get that part. I had to secure it on on my own merit and effort. And it took a couple of auditions um, with um, the casting director over at All My Children before I did, you know, um, secure that part. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, I have friends on uh, Orange is a New Black and House of Cards and uh, those uh-huh. roles. I mean, you got to audition sometimes half a dozen times or more. It's, it's really crazy.
0: You know, what's 100%. funny is, like, you know, what's funny is, like, you know, like, people like Tom Cruise and people that are Denzel Washington, they can wake up any morning, and they can choose any role they want to play. I, I can't. I have to take every opportunity that's given to me, every every chance, every, I have to upturn every stone and, and, and really uh, work for my career, and uh, up to this point, at least, you know, and, and now because of Teresa and because of Diana offering me this role, I feel it's getting a little, little easier each day, but... It still, there's a lot of work involved, you know. That's and everyone right. started
2: from the same point, you know. Denzel yeah. um, was a drama student at one point, also working the, you know, pounding the pavement, you know, getting that part. And it's like that's where that whole, you know, um, you have to book the room, you know, going yeah. back to something Jesse said earlier, you have to. Because working with yeah. um, a few different casting directors, I've had instances where I've seen them, they're like, "Oh wait, I remember this one guy that came in and auditioned for it three years ago. He's perfect. Let me pull out his stuff."
3: Yeah, <laughs> you right. know,
2: and it's 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 the truth of it. You have there, you have to leave them, you know, with something, not in a in a hungry. You know, scared sense, in, but in the sense where they have confidence in what you're capable of doing. If not for this project, for something else.
1: Absolutely. Okay, so we're we're getting down to about uh, nine minutes left. So, uh, Diana, talk a little bit about uh, all your projects you've got coming up, and how fans can keep up with you.
2: Um. Well, people can keep up with me on Facebook. Um. Um, I have, you know, you can follow me on Facebook. Right now, like our biggest push right now is for the um, Shmooly Kickstarter campaign because we really want to um, basically, you know, like I said, we're at 120. We want to keep going, and that's at www. Um, um but you can also find it on the Shmuley, um Facebook page. Um, Everything else as far as with um the project um foo, um it also has a Facebook page. I have another project that I'm working on called Within. Um that's an interesting story about a transgendered assassin. As you can see, I I like getting stories from all over (laughs) (laughs) over the place. Um, And, you know, I would like also to take an opportunity to talk about some of the projects that our, you know, our director is um, working on. He has a project called Crisando that was, Part of the, um, picked up by Vanguard Entertainment, and it's currently in release, and that's C R U S Z N D O. So please Google it um, and look it up. And then um, also, like right now with Teresa, there are a bunch of other projects that um, that because our collaboration is so great. Um, you know, she's just let me tell you about Teresa.
3: <laughs> Teresa
2: is this tall gorgeous blonde with the personality of Sunshine. And she has the kookiest personality ever. We laugh all of the time um, and just get along great. So I'm looking forward to all of the collaborations um, that, you know, we have coming um, in, in, in the future. So um, also right now, with you know, there are um, – so many different like um because of schmooly, you know, we're like people are starting to find us, um, through Schmoolie and that and yeah. that's been fantastic and great. Um so yeah.
1: Yes, absolutely. That's great. That's great. I mean it, it sounds like it's uh one hand washes the other, you know, you just lift each other up a rising tide lists all votes, and as Jesse moves up, you you and uh, Teresa move up, and uh, that's the way it exactly. works. So now, and Jesse, th- yep, yep.
2: Oh, I was going to say, here. one good thing about collaboration is that on this project, you know, um, I'm Teresa's collaborator. Next project, Teresa's my collaborator. You know, so it's just fantastic.
0: Maybe, maybe you'll both collaborate on my, on my project as well.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, all right. So Jesse, uh, so you had a, you said you had a whole bunch of projects coming up, including some things that you're writing. So talk about that and how fans can keep well, up with you.
0: Well, yeah. So uh, my fans can uh, they know to follow me on uh, Facebook at Jesse Heyman uh, and Twitter Jesse Heyman and Instagram Jesse Heyman and <laughs> and my uh, my website Jesse Heyman dot net. Uh, but uh yeah I have a, my friend uh, theodore and I we wrote a script called the fates which is a coming of age story that deals with uh environmental issues and and coming of age and uh, a lot of lot of cool interest, interest intertwined uh, genres uh, kind of you know appeals to everybody kind of uh it's you know uh this this uh, small town where they have Crop dusting, and this girl who gets very passionate about birds and that wanting to save the birds, but also to uh, grow up and 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 become an adult and have dealing with like adult issues as well as kid issues. So it's got a lot of elements within it. comedy, It's kind of, a, but it's also drama. It's also got all these like different elements. So it's like really it's really a fresh idea. People have told us, so we're really excited about that. Um, and then also, uh, so. My documentary is, is still going, we're still filming, but uh, we should wrap up sometime soon um, and look forward to uh, telling you more about that when it comes, when I can tell you more about that, because there's parts of it that <laughs> I, I can't even tell you about. Uh, and other than that, you know, Ishmaelia is the my the biggest project on the horizon. It's, it's what I'm focusing 110% of my, uh, of my career towards right now on hopefully like like they said, you know, it's gonna become a not just a short, it's gonna become a feature. Uh and and that's that's all I have to look forward to. You know, you know, hopefully it's gonna be something that I can count on, you know, and something that's gonna you know, maybe you know, two years from now will become a Shimuli two, you know, who knows? You know, anything's possible. <laughs> I'd
1: definitely love to see that. I'd definitely love to see that. Well I just really uh Diana and Jesse, I really thank you for coming on the show. I think this has been a, a fantastic interview. I definitely want to have you guys on again as uh as things progress. And, uh, Jesse, I know I would want to talk about your not only smoothie but your, your documentary. And,
3: yep.
1: uh, Diana, definitely, I definitely want to talk about, hear more about the Chinese firefighter and his love down there in New Orleans and, and the whole thing. So it would be great to have you on again as well. So, I mean, I'm just Thank really pleased that us. you guys, yeah, that, I'm really pleased you guys dialed in and uh, really appreciate it. I thought we had a good time tonight. Yeah,
3: it was a great time. <laughs>
0: Thank, you. Thank you so much for, for bringing me back. <laughs>
1: oh, absolutely. Anytime, man. You're welcome anytime. Absolutely. That'd absolutely. Okay. Well, again, thanks for coming on the show and you guys have a blessed holiday weekend.
3: You, you. too. Be safe, everybody.
2: Bye-bye. Okay,
1: now. All right. Good night.
2: Good
1: night. And my dear listeners, let me leave you with this quote from Wayne Dyer. Stop acting as if life is a rehearsal. Like this day is is your last day. The past is over and gone. The future is not guaranteed. Good night.
3: Come on, come on,
1: come on. Let's yeah, dance. Yeah, yeah. uh, let me see you move.